0: Back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. The last time Alan heard from Odysseus was through a message saying he'd found some important evidence for Alan's investigation. But now Jabir Garden has burned to the ground and Odysseus isn't answering his calls. Alan begins his search, but does Odysseus even want to be found? Our GM is Max. Alan is played by Robin, Odysseus is played by John, and Gears is played by Jay. Additional voice work by Cassie Pohlhammer. We hope you enjoy listening.
1: We are picking up uh, a little while after the whole incident. A tragedy recently took place, listed in the local news, that a local German-themed eatery was attacked, had an armed robbery, and in the event of it, it was burned to the ground. Oh, wait, right. well, um, there have been some calamities in Odysseus' life as recently. So we need to catch up to find out how he's been dealing with uh, the Tong, actually figuring out who he is and catching (laughs) up with him.
2: Good job.
0: Do you want to tell him what happened to the building?
1: I don't know. Does he want to know?
3: Oh, no. I already know what happened to the building. Well, tell us. Well, I mean, the news report was, was fairly thorough. Um you know, armed robbery, and then arson, but, uh, yeah, it might have been my fault, because I forgot my mask was in my pocket and not on my face uh-huh. when I broke into one of their warehouses.
1: Well, that's what happened, why it happened, but not what happened to their beer garden.
3: Oh, um, well, I don't know, when I got there, the building was already on fire, um, uh, so I missed Whatever burglarizing and then gasoline pouring happened.
1: Did you stick around to find out more information?
3: No, no. I I gathered uh, I gathered Olga and every and all of my important belongings out of my burning apartment and left out of the fire escape. Uh, but no, I I did not stick around because um, I. Was afraid that perhaps there were still Tong in the area that might be watching for me to return, so I needed to get in, get out, and not get burned.
1: Uh, it was rather interesting that while you were there, you were able to perceive that uh, there were a lot of police policing the area. There were ambulances, fire trucks dealing with it. The buildings nearby had caught on fire. Um, just a few of them, not many, but not enough to actually do damage to them.
0: It was like an
1: urban scorched earth policy. <laughs> two of oh, wow. two of the ladies who worked serving food and beverages, a Laura Wilson and Brenda Johnson, they died in the robbery. Uh, the owner of the establishment, Hans,
3: yeah, he, he got away. He got
1: away, but he did report later that he got shot at. Yeah, so that was pretty much it. Two died in the fire slash robbery.
3: Oh man, that that's rough.
1: Yep. Uh, also, the fire was so bad that it caught some cars on fire, too, which the fire chief is reporting that this kind of thing happens. Cars will catch on fire outside of a burning building.
3: I don't have, like, knowledge uh burning buildings or anything, uh-huh. but that sounds suspicious. Can you roll
1: for bullshit? <laughs> you really shouldn't have to roll for bullshit. That's, it's pretty, that's, it's bullshit. I mean.
3: Yeah. Do I, uh, like, uh? was one of the cars Hans's car? Yeah. Okay. I don't know who the other car might have been. I guess one of the employees, because I don't have a car. That's a good possibility. No
1: need to skill roll that the fire chief probably sits in someone's pocket.
3: Oh, well, of course.
1: All right, so catch us up with what Odysseus has been doing.
3: Uh, so as soon as I made it out of the burning apartment, I left to uh, like the slums where Ruby stays at. The, the kind older lady that I ran into on the bus.
1: Ruby is somewhere in the northern downtown southern Sonomish area in some uh, uh, unfinished construction buildings.
3: Yeah, so I would have gone there to uh, hang out with Ruby for a while, lay low and all that. Okay,
1: so uh, keep going, you know, kind of give us some descripts, give us an idea what's been going on with you, Ruby, and all that good stuff.
3: The building fire was just a few days ago, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when I got there, um,
2: Oh, there she is it's good to see you how's Vera
3: well uh, I, th- I, I think she's doing well I don't know how to tell
2: you don't know is she still bright cheerful
3: Well yeah I mean she's uh, she's definitely um, bright and uh, you know she she doesn't get out to explore as much as I know she wants to. I just, um, don't know how to tell if she's... healthy?
2: Ah, you're concerned with her physical well-being, I see.
3: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, her, uh, her growth and development.
2: She will mature with time and experience by the karmic waves that move through the universe. It is how we spirits grow. As you little sparks explore the world around you, you help create these karmic waves. Does that... do do you understand what I mean?
3: I think I do. I'll, um... I'll have to ponder it some.
2: Ah. And where are you traveling to Odysseus?
3: Well, to be be honest, uh, I'm in a little bit of trouble, and just needed a place to lay low for a little while. And I totally understand if uh, I'm not welcome because I don't want to bring any trouble, you know, to you and yours, I trail off awkwardly. <laughs> she
1: smiles and she will reach out and grab the hand that she branded and say,
2: I can feel it. Your mind is filled with troubles, but but here you will not bring any, I promise you that.
3: Okay, yeah, um, internally, that's all stuff that I'm definitely going to have to sort out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you wish to talk about? I've been around a short while. <laughs> I do have a bit of experience.
3: I think that the full tale is, uh, better saved for the morning. She smiles and says...
2: Then I will wake up bright and early, and I will make us a pot of coffee, and you can tell me all about your odyssey,
1: yeah? And she's walking, you guys are walking past the front sentries, and she goes,
2: You know, your namesake was not without his share of troubles.
3: That's true, he did encounter many obstacles along his way.
2: Yet in the end, he still returned home.
3: Mind blown.
1: At, th- at this point, I can see that she would walk him upstairs, mm-hmm. take him to a comfortable place, a room that's not too bad often says,
2: You may stay here as long as you need. There's no rent, no bills to pay, no electricity, no running water, but there is a bucket for you to fill with rain should you need it. And she smiles to that and says, Meals will be available on the ground floor. <laughs> When we have enough food,
3: of course. Thank you so much, Ruby. Good night, totally see us. Yeah, and, um, you know, I... I... I remember that, uh, the building that she lived in... ...was, like, a very tight-knit community that watches out for each Uh other. Uh, so I would have definitely, uh... ...been volunteering to help with that. Okay. You know, night watches and stuff. Of course. Keeping the community safe.
1: Uh, how far are you willing to go to keep the community safe?
3: Um, I mean, I don't want to kill any children. <laughs> uh, whoa! Or, whoa. Get any, <laughs> or get any other innocent people burned to okay. death. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot on my conscience right now, so...
1: Right, no, I, I understand this. Uh, You know, the death of two people, innocent people, because you didn't remember a mask.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Brenda had kids.
1: Nice. Alright, um, so yeah. Hanging out, Snomish, with the squatter lifestyle. And go
3: live with Gears. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that Gears wants a, uh, um, you know, the tom to fall down on his warehouse.
0: I mean, better bringing it down on Gears than bringing it down on, you know, Ruby and the people who can't actually defend themselves.
4: Yeah, John. I mean...
3: <laughs> yeah, but I'm... They're not going to find me here, so... How
0: do you know? Because he wore his mask on the way over.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I believe. Underneath my motorcycle helmet, I was wearing my mask. I, I
1: believe, yeah. I believe you, you have enough in- smarts to at least drive in an indirect way to get the rubies instead of like, oh man, I'm going to drive from the burning building straight to rubies.
3: Oh, yeah, no, I would have gone uh, south, um, down to Renton, and then around through Redmond, back this Oh, yeah, that
1: sounds like a brilliant idea. No, it seriously yeah. does. It's uh, it's much more smart than just driving there, because <laughs> I'd be like, no, the Tongue's already <laughs> Actually, here. <I> left... <laughs> you need a new place. I,
3: I taped I taped a note to the burning building saying, you can find me at this address.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
3: goodness. No, definitely not.
1: Um, living in this uh, place with Ruby, it's still considered squatter status. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna, while you waller in the dirt, we're gonna move on to go check out Gears. Uh, Gears' place in the Redmonds isn't that bad off. Uh, he's shored up some ends, found uh, access to electricity. Nobody shut that off yet. He's put in turrets. His lifestyle's doing pretty good. Uh, keeps up the rain. He's got a roommate, so let's check in on see how Gears has been doing.
4: Uh, Gears has been doing really good. Um, I'm pretty much set up to start my criminal crime spree. Yes,
0: criminal crime spree. Yeah. <laughs> so, what kind of criminal uh, criminal
4: activities are you preparing to achieve? Um, I plan on shooting cargo planes out of the air and <laughs> taking the loot.
0: Cargo planes? hmm Cargo drone?
4: Drones, no. yeah. Drones. No, entire <laughs> entire
0: planes.
4: No, just the drones. Maybe one day I'll work up to planes.
1: I think a government might try to stop you then. At this point, taking out drones um, will all make FedEx fed up. all right so um yeah so take it from there what has he been doing
4: preparing everything you know writing programs um spending some time with his roommates doing some drugs heck yeah that's really about it (laughs) all right um
1: in non-local news i have some bad news for you two two one thing of bad news Uh, In your most recent visit to Yan Yan, she was no longer around. Uh, Her roommate said that she was rushed to the hospital after some sort of epileptic seizure took place. And since her roommate isn't family, she can't go to the hospital. And since Yan Yan doesn't have insurance, she has no idea where she's at. Okay. So you're... You can take Yan Yan off as far as it goes for contact. Okay. I will say that if you want to, you will have recently purchased some tempo, and so you still have some of the good stuff left behind. Yeah. Awesome. We can totally roll with that. Okay. So you've got at least six months' worth of tempo, so you need to probably try to wean yourself off or find a new source. Okay. How are you intending to do all this stuff with just your... Are you going to, like, shoot them out of the air? I mean, do you have a master plan?
4: I'm going to shoot them out of the air and try to catch whatever the item is with my drone. Like, have it land on my drone.
1: All right, so, yeah, that sounds like a... Are you going to build some sort of basketball hoop-catching net for the top of it?
4: Actually, now that I think about it, what I could be doing... Or could have done with my time, was make um, like something to grapple, like a claw or something. So I'm thinking, I just want to be able to shoot it, and then, or, or like grab the item, and then shoot it, shoot the drone. Where will this gun be at? The guns are the ones that are mounted on the top. Okay, so your Dalmatian's
1: going to fly up, snag the package, and then blow the other drone to pieces. Yes. With a close-range shot. Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm totally down with that. Um, so you've been building this claw. Yes. All right. Give us a little shit. Let's go ahead and hear some description on your first successful milk run with
4: this. So I would be following in my van because um, it actually sits on top of my van. Mm-hmm and the drone does. And then as I'm driving, I release it and fly it. And I will be autopiloting the van and hot simming into the drone. And I'm gonna fly up to it. I'm gonna run my stealth program. Uh, There was something else I needed to run to. Uh, Evasion, stealth, and clear sight. So I'm gonna have those three things running. Um, I'm gonna fly gonna sneak up on it mm-hmm. The drone that I'm about to attack does it itself have weapons on it?
1: I don't know you, you tell me who who are you going after FedEx UPS I'm gonna go after whoever has a Fairlight Excalibur Well that's just it you don't know who's shipping a Fairlight Excalibur you just know that you know which company has the most money like FedEx is still around. Um, colleges generally have little drones that do package shipments for them as well. So, I mean, you could, if you wanted to, go after an Ares Technology package drone. That one actually might have a gun on it because Ares, they make guns.
4: I mean, I'll to go after Ares, yeah, Ben. I'll go after a FedEx drone.
1: I'm pretty sure they don't have guns on them. That costs too much money and an A-rating corporation, FedEx, doesn't have that kind of standing.
4: Okay. Like I said, it'll be in my van. Autopiloting the van, hot-simmed into the drone. I'm going to sneak up onto the the drone from behind and attempt to grab the item with my my mechanical arm. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Keep describing it, man. We're listening. And then um, once I have a hold of it, I'm going to open fire on the drone and back up and try to rip the item out of it as it's falling. And then I would fly it back to my car and haul ass out of there. And that's it.
1: Yeah, great. Alright. I'm kind of thinking that it should be something practical for this uh, first attempt.
5: yeah,
1: Like, uh, you know, something that's normally shipped.
4: (laughs) Toilet paper.
1: Figures. A twenty-four pack of uh, Charmin,
3: the ultra soft.
0: Yeah, ultra soft. Ultra soft. It feels like you're wiping your butt with a cloud.
1: Uber ultra soft Charmin. Uber Charmin. Uber <laughs> Charmin. <laughs> 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 it's ridiculous. Yeah, cool. So let's catch up with Alan Parsons. How's that thing going?
5: He's been trying to figure out how to get in on Odysseus' uh, investigation, and when he hears the, uh, beer garden fire. Oh! No. Yeah. He does not know, but he knows that contacting him is going to be very tricky and probably very dangerous for both, both of them. So... Walks through the rainy streets of Seattle. It's not that bad right now, but he can tell that there are cloud storm clouds rolling in. Wonders how his life managed to get, get this way, but then shrugs off, because he knows how it got this way, and he made his choices. And well, is walking along, sees a Catholic church, walks in, Almost walks into the sanctuary, like literally reaches for the door and then, like, draws back. I'm not ready for this yet. Goes to the holy water fountain, does, gets some, does the cross, and walks out.
1: It's pretty intense right there. I mean, characters fighting with some inner demons.
5: Mhm. <laughs> yeah after he walks out he looks back at the church and goes maybe after the whole mess with the Banoraku people is done, maybe then and then then I think he's going to go not going home, he's going to walk through Tacoma try and get a feel for the place
3: it's
1: residential for a large part of it. There are people and families, businesses, little pocket areas of mega malls where there are massive amounts of eateries and places to buy your knickknacks and clothing outfits and shoes and shoe apparel, propane and propane accessories. And these places clump up and then there's a they spill out, they spill into residential and then it the builds back up to another massive shopping um, area and so you get from that's 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 Tacoma in a nutshell till you get closer to the beachfront property and then it goes residential and begins blooming from like poor middle class residential all the way up to like the wealthy residential for the area as um, near the beaches there are lots of rich folk homes suburbias, picket fences, gated communities stuff like that.
5: Yeah. Then I think he's probably going to go to his uh, talismonger.
1: Alright, well, the talismonger's name, her name is Thun Lihu.
5: Thun Hu. Okay.
1: She's an older Vietnamese woman who works in the Tacoma area, running a small talismonger shop along that sells cigars and a few other dried goods. Her collection of magical implements is tiny, but she has a few scrolls and books in which she's more than happy to share with you.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, Detective Pazan. Madam Chun, it is good to see you. Yes, it's good to see you too. But why are you here so late? I have some um, very particular needs. I got new batch lavender, some peppermint, sage, and amber resin too, but more, you like these? You need some? That's part of why I'm here. Well, what do you want then? I have a need for some particular information. Spit it out, Mister Parson. It's late, and I want to close up shop soon. There is a spell.
5: It's not the kind of spell that one uh, acquires by through the usual channels, shall we say?
0: Ah ah ah! You know better. I'm not some underhand dealer. I do things proper way. But, I got a reagent. You buy some? About more? Maybe buy more?
1: Her open palm with fingers being rubbed with thumb tells you that there might be some sort of lucrative way to enhance the communication.
5: Yeah, he understands. He uh, buys a few drams of reagents, and then when she asks for the payment, he puts 200 extra in the payment.
0: You are orc. Mick Nestar. Mek Nestar. Da Latin Guanta. That what he called. He stay in underground city. Do like noiso. But if I want to get underhand spell, I go see Nestar. But you don't go down there by yourself, Mr. Parson. You tiny elf. You just want more food source for the orcs in the underground.
1: That's racist. Well, uh, you know, this game, this game has racist connotations in it. I mean, <laughs> that's just, it's just part of the game. Yeah, she just said orcs will eat elves because they're cannibals. She totally went there.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thank her for the information. Then go home. After ascensing the home from the, the opening, that's when he goes in further and starts doing the hammer dulcimer while he thinks, thinks things through and goes comes up with the conclusion that he's going to have to contact Odysseus at some point very soon because... But the line of work he's in, there's just too much risk to not knowing this, how to use this ability. Not having this tool in his, art, his uh, toolkit.
1: Okay. What things are you... How would you like to uh, accomplish moving forward with your investigation into the Benraku, the werewolves, the everything...
5: Did uh, Odysseus give me any information before he disappeared? Or am I back at square one?
3: I'm pretty sure that uh, in my haste to get away from the warehouse, my message to you wouldn't have contained a whole lot of information other than I've found something that's going to break the case wide open.
1: So, you know that you need to contact Odysseus because he's found a clue. But you also know that, for whatever reason, Odysseus' residence burnt down. Mm -hmm. And it was an armed robbery that led to an arson that also destroyed two vehicles, killed two people. And you probably watched the same video footage and heard the fire chief say the same shitty excuse for why the cars caught on fire.
5: Yes, but he knows this is a bunch of crap, but... He knows Odysseus is good, so following the crap isn't going to find him Odysseus, to my way of thinking.
1: Do you tend to, right after you you jump out there, start hunting down Odysseus, or do you want to wait and get Odysseus to contact you? What's your plan of action here?
5: Plan of action is probably wait a day, Mm -hmm. and if he hasn't heard, try contacting him, and if he still hasn't heard start hunting.
1: Okay. So what ID do you have of Odysseus?
5: I have Odysseus.
1: All right. So Odysseus Odysseus. is Odysseus's ID up and running. No. Okay. (laughs) Well, we know how that's going to go. Yeah. So we can assume that at this point in time, Alan is out hunting for Odysseus.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, I haven't told anyone else in the group about Ruby or Vera, uh-huh. and Gears is the only one who's accidentally seen her.
1: And you took a larger loop to get to your hideout, and you've been hiding for a few days, so...
5: Alan would probably go to the beer garden, just to... But he needs something with Odysseus' scent. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, he's going to go and try it, see if he can try and find something...
1: Alright, uh, well, uh, go ahead. There's gotta be something left behind.
5: Alan approaches the burnt-out shell of Das Biergarten. It's been uh, two days since the fire, and all but the most persistent gawkers have dispersed. There's police tape all over the exterior. Carefully, Alan puts on a physical mask. That of a, uh, slight Brown haired human, maybe same general age as Alan, but with glasses and a checked shirt and trousers. And wanders by, looks, wanders by, looks, then when he is certain he is unseen, he walks in and slips under the police tape. Even now, he can. Smell the stench of the burning, including burnt flesh. Shuddering, he knows he can't cast any spells here because the resonance is just going to be horrible. But he has to find something. Gripping himself, he turn. He uh, activates his astral perception and. The whole area is aflame to his astral perception. The fire and violence has imprinted itself on this place. But but where? There he finds a torn sleeve off of a what had once been a reasonably decent shirt. This yes you'll do. Carefully, he tucks it into his uh, messenger bag and slips off as unnoticed as he came and goes back to his house, his workroom. And then, after taking a cleansing ritual bath, he steps into the workroom and concentrates and calls, just don't whiff of a breeze into being and after it forms he says to it i need to find the man who this belonged to and then steps into the astral plane leaving his body behind
1: I can see that the breeze dances around the cloth piece, causing it to levitate for just a few minutes, or in the astral space, it drifts slowly to the ground, and then with that signature, the Watcher begins dashing off across Seattle. Watchers are rather careful. They're not going to go into some place dangerous. But if they think they get a clue, they'll come and find you. So you could have quite a number of them running around, and you as well can use this as kind of like a trail. It would be, it's going to be hard. It might take more than just a day's worth of time to use this technique to find him. But the good news is, you're probably going to find him.
5: Yep. I call, a... after seeing the, that watcher go off, I call another two. Okay. To s- triple the area
1: covered. There you go.
5: But Alan's a cautious mage, so he wouldn't... Yeah he wouldn't call any more than he felt absolutely necessary
1: alright while they're actively hunting Odysseus it's it's been a couple of days Uh, you've been incognito you've been as safe as you possibly can and you have been taught by Ruby that everything you know and everything you've experienced you can teach her It's as if a normal child growing up. So you've been educated quite well. And here in this massive building, there's something that she can do that she normally can't do elsewhere. Materialize. And I don't mean materialize and look like a giant ball of flame. I mean materialize and look like an actual human child. That's a power that powerful spirits have. And as she's grown at this point, she has the ability to materialize. Ruby warns you, she is as fragile as a normal human. She has no supernatural abilities when she materializes this way. She's still very young and very weak. So when she's not materialized and she's in the astral plane, she is very strong. Here, this way, all of her powers are focused to make her a substantial real being. So to her advantage, while being here amongst all these other individuals, there are other children for her to have a chance to experience and play.
3: Okay. Now, when when she's materialized, is, does she still look like she's made of fire, but in a child's shape? Or does she actually look like a child? She's a
1: ginger. <laughs> That's so cute. So there you are. She's uh, You're spending your afternoon helping with moving of materials around. Just generally picking up. Vera is playing with other kids. When a young man, probably, yeah, we'll say he's a teenager... What did you tell them your name was? Because I don't think you would have told them Odysseus.
3: No, um... Nickloven. <laughs> <McLaren. laughs> no. Nemo, I like Nemo.
1: The teenager comes up and he's, he's wandering around for a minute. You can definitely tell he's got a, like a bewildered look on his face, but then he turns and he like looks at you and he ponders for a moment, then he walks forward. He goes, hey Nemo? Yeah? Have you ever heard the name Odysseus?
3: Uh, I think I have read it in a book somewhere. Why?
1: The guy, there's a guy out front, and he says, he says, you're Odysseus. Describes you to a T.
3: Um, so, uh, I'm going to do a composure roll, just because it's fun when I fail it.
1: I told him we didn't have anyone here by that name. But then he described you, and I said I'd go check.
3: Uh, yeah, that's- um, I- I think I successfully keep my cool. Yeah, I'm twenty-one. Uh, 21.
1: <laughs> We're not playing d d Yeah. He-
3: he rolled a bunch of dice. Yeah, it's a fi- uh, I got five D6. How many successes? Did <laughs> you oh, yeah, right, sorry, I forgot. Sorry, it's- It's that other D6 game I've been playing, it's throwing me <laughs> off. Two successes. I would- I
1: would count that as a composure. The kid continues and say, Nemo, he's like a short, blonde-haired elf is out front.
3: Okay, um. So, ah, uh, man, I will, uh, <laughs> I'll just kind of, like, nod to the kid as I, like, gently brush him aside. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> face palm. No, br- brush the, the kid aside and uh, cautiously go make my way down the stairs. Uh, yeah, of course I've got my gun. Uh, I'm I'm reaching for it as I come to the last landing, uh, so I can peek around the corner and see if I if make sure it's Alan and not somebody who looks All like right. Alan. As
1: you reach for your gun, moving to the last step, a small pair of hands grab a hold of you, grabbing a hold of your hand that holds the gun. Looking back, you see Fira. Remember, she knows how you feel.
3: Oh yeah, sweetie, it's okay. Just stay behind me. And I'll, uh, yeah. Uh, it's daytime, so we, uh, we typically move the barricades from in front of the door so people can make it in and out. It's, it's nighttime when we really blockade the building up. Uh, but we don't let people in when we don't know them. Cause that's just not what you do around here. Uh, so I peeked down around the corner from the last landing through the kind of, a uh, shabby doorway... Clifford and Wilfer down there. Clifford's the dog. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I I, see what appears to be Alan. I don't really know what how you would see through a person's physical mask, um, but I know Alan uses them. so maybe somebody could be using one to look like Alan. But how would he have found me here? So yeah, so... Assuming it's Alan, I'll, uh, I'll go up through the door, but not open it. I'll say, who is it you're looking for?
5: Okay, Alan looks, and he's pulled completely out of the astral plane, because Ruby, I know, is a powerful fire spirit, and I'm pretty sure she, she, her whole aura is through this area. He doesn't. He is currently trying to remain as small and quiet as he can be for fear of angering her. And this is the kind of spirit he knows can swat him. It's like. Looks up and says. A chap goes by the name of Odysseus.
3: What business do you have with him?
5: Um. Well, he said he had some information for me, and, uh, I need... I believe I need his help getting some information from the orc underground.
3: Uh, so, right now, Odysseus is racking his brain, uh, because he... to, to try and think of a question that only Alan would be able to answer about something they did together, or... Oh, oh, um... Where was the last place that you went with Odysseus?
5: At the night Errant Holding Facility downtown. We spoke with Paul Lee.
3: I'll uh I'll <laughs> unlatch the little rickety door latch that we keep the door <laughs> closed with, and I'll I'll swing it open, but like stand behind it when I swing it open, and I'll just push my arm out to the side and wave you in.
5: Well, Alan's got his staff up, but he is. Pulls it back to a baton size and puts it very conspicuously on his belt and walks forward hands like to the side and looks sees the dog smiles and pulls out f- from his messenger bag <laughs> some cookies and drops them in front of the dog.
3: <laughs> I hope there's no chocolate.
5: No, not the the scones quote unquote. <laughs>
1: You notice you are being eyed by a small ginger girl as you are passing out treats to the dog.
5: I smile and give her a packet,
0: too.
1: She looks to Odysseus for confirmation.
3: I'll nod to her.
1: She smiles and rushes up the stairs.
0: Grabbing the cookie
1: before, right? Of course.
3: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, as Alan comes in um, and starts passing out treats, I'll quickly close the door behind him. And, uh... How the hell did you find me here? I uh,
5: had a bit
0: of, uh, help. <laughs>
3: I'll start looking around me, like, <laughs> expecting to see something else. I, I still don't have a uh, good concept of magic.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry for your loss.
3: Here, let's let's not talk about it here. Come yes. with me to the conference room. And I
5: <laughs> 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 Yes. <laughs> Hello, room?
3: Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll I'll lead Alan through the uh the narrow hallway packed with a little bit of clutter uh down to the conference room. Because mm-hmm. there's a table.
5: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah just the table. No ch- There's no chairs, we just stand around the table. hmm We move the chairs upstairs.
5: How neat is the conference? The conference room.
3: You say how neat is it? Yes. Like, how, like clean?
5: Yeah, clean.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch anything if you're, uh, germaphobe.
5: <laughs> Ellen wipes the table off with a, with a handkerchief before sitting on, on the corner. Okay. Of it.
3: Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, Odysseus is dead by the way. Um, I wouldn't use that name anywhere.
5: My condolences. What name should I know you by?
3: Uh, you can call me Nemo. Cause you
2: found me! <laughs> <laughs>
5: Very well, Captain. <laughs>
3: So, I I assume you're here about the um, evidence I found?
5: Among other things, I have something that I I also have some information, a lead on someone who can teach me something that will prove most useful in our line of work. And I need your help kidding it. (laughs) So.
3: Okay, okay. Uh, So, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll. Produce the binrakuware.
1: All right. Do either of y'all have uh, medical skill, cybernetics, or anything like that?
3: I first aid. Yep. Yeah,
5: nope. So does Alan. <sighs> Alan has medicine too. Medicine. Oh
1: yes. What Odysseus pulls from? Oh, sorry. What Nemo pulls from his package? is a type of cyber implant that goes into your head, a small amount of cortex explosives as well as some wiring devices. He's handing you a bomb
5: uh, Alan looks at it and just freezes like almost literally you have you have to check to see if he has built breathing <laughs> he is so still
3: yeah I pulled this out of a uh, tong warehouse
5: He's still staring at it, and...
1: You can only guess of the real purpose of this device. You understand its concept. You've seen these pieces. You know the generalization. So you're making a lot of assumptions without having, like, model numbers or any type of research done into it. But you're pretty sure you're looking at a a slave, Ben Raku, Mm -hmm. device that has explosives attached to it.
5: He says, right, looks up, and... I'm gonna say it's pretty obvious that there is cold hatred in his eyes but whether whether uh, Nemo recognizes that since his whole face is pretty much his icy mask except for his eyes
3: I mean I can relate to the feeling I don't know I don't quite understand what this technology that I'm holding is but yeah yeah I know the look
5: yeah it's like and then says, we are going to get what I need as soon as possible and then we are going to find the people who have making use of these and make them very very sorry.
3: Nemo smiles at the making them very very sorry part.
1: Yeah. Excellent. You explain to Nemo that you need his physical appearance to be with you as you go into the underground. Yes. And that way you can procure magic that will help you determine where this thing came from.
5: Well, magic that will help us get away with finding out where this came from.
1: Yes. All right, so what are you guys going to do with this uh, piece of tech? Nemo is going to hang on to it?
3: I mean, I can unless Alan really wants it. Okay.
1: Alan
5: doesn't want it.
3: Are you going to tell Nemo that he's carrying a bomb around?
5: <laughs> Alan, I think Alan will simply because he doesn't need it to be blown up so he's going to point to the bomb and say disarm this first
3: I mean is it as easy as snip some wires because we got plenty of sharp objects around here
1: that would be a demolition skill roll do either of y'all have demolitions
3: I've got negotiations
1: <laughs> you cannot make a stat check on demolitions it will nope. fail you have to have somebody who knows what they're doing
3: Well,
5: no, I don't
1: both of you know that Gears builds bombs because during one of the, epode- the, the uh, exercises that you did, um, Gears had door openers that he proclaimed to have been self-built. So at least you know somebody who knows somebody.
3: He had like a whole bag full of them. He was throwing them out like candy.
1: Yes. And at Halloween, he handed them out as candy too to the Halloween Halloweeners. They loved it.
3: <laughs> Until their faces grew up. Super spicy. Super spicy candy. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Alan, what exactly is it that you need me for?
5: I heard rumors about a spell that can eliminate physical evidence, which I believe is going to be most helpful in the line of work we have found ourselves in. Problem is, my, uh, friend who helps me get magical materials does not know the spell but she heard that there's a fellow in the Orc Underground who knows the spell uh, and giving another baleful glare at the uh, Banraku device has uh, ended up it's like I believe it will be most useful.
3: There's not any there's not any chance that this spell will make uh, a bunch of people forget that they're after me. (laughs) Is there?
5: (sighs) Unfortunately, not. But it will help reduce the chances of them being able to find you through physical evidence. Maybe we should do something about about you. P- puts a hand on your your shoulder and he casts physical mask to turn a uh, we'll say South African troll.
3: Excellent. Okay.
5: Yeah. Very well, Colin. Uh, shall we go find our uh, associate?
3: Yeah, let's let's go. Because I assume now that I'm a troll, my voice would be much deeper uh, too. Physical
1: mask doesn't change your voice. No.
3: Oh well, then yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> that's gonna sound super weird. Yeah, let's go. Um, wait. Let me um. Grab some extra hardware.
5: Wise nice idea.
3: So, yeah, I'm, I'll go uh, bounding up the stairs in my troll shape um, to grab my, Whoa. my uh, submachine gun because I don't usually walk around the house with it.
1: Do you guys have anything you need to discuss in the interim heading toward Gears' place? Because, I mean, do you guys even have Gears' phone number to give him a call before you just show up and he shoots you?
3: Uh, Yeah, actually, I well, I so I would have taken down all of the uh, important contacts onto a notepad, all old school style, mm, analog. Yeah, so I can I can call him on one of my burner phones, unless uh, unless Alan has his number and wants to call him from there, so that way he might answer because he knows the number. I don't
5: think Alan actually has ever gotten Gears's number.
3: So that means
1: uh, Gears. An unknown number is calling you.
0: On your Gears phone.
4: I'll answer
3: it. Gears. Is
4: that you? Yeah. Who's this? It's, uh,
3: uh,
5: uh, uh recognizes the problem, takes it, and goes, it's Alan and, uh, a close associate. <laughs>
4: hey, what can I do for you?
5: have a device, that need, an explosive device that needs disarming and we believe you could you could have some knowledge of this type of situation.
4: Yeah, um, her, I can see what I can do. Thank you. Are you able to bring it to me? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure that the turrets don't shoot you on the way in.
0: Thanks for listening to the Original Box Set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick up where we left off in two weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the Original Box Set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. You can also swing by our website at OriginalBoxSet.com and check out our gaming calendar, additional information about our games, and images that inspire our worlds and characters. And if you're enjoying our work, please consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash originalboxset so that we can continue to bring you this podcast as well as other great actual plays and entertainment. Our intro and exit music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song's pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you in two weeks, chummers now for all this legal dreck, original box set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Topps Company Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun! The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Original Box Set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Original Box Set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.